Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new and settling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. So this happened about seven months ago. I was visiting San Diego for job interviews and staying at my favorite hotel in Sorrento Mesa. For a background, I'm a 40-year-old man and a pretty big guy. To put it into terms, I'm over six feet tall and a former club bouncer. Now, on to the weirdness. On my third night at the hotel, I was up pretty late after hanging out with some old friends after my interviews. I got back to the hotel around 2 a.m. with some sunny donuts. After eating a few, drinking a few more, and watching some South Park, I decided to have a smoke before heading to bed. This made it now around 3 a.m. I head downstairs and walk out front to the smoking area by the fountain, but there's another couple who are also staying at the hotel already there. I didn't want to impose on them, so I decided to just walk around the outside parts of the hotel while I smoked. I walked around the pool, the barbecue area, the basketball courts, and then started back for the side door. But as I start back towards my hotel room, a black sedan drove up alongside me and stopped. The window rolled down, and this tiny Asian woman asked if I knew how to get out of the parking lot and back to the street. Now, from where we were when she asked me, we were no more than 150 feet from the street in a straight line right in front of her. So I thought she was drunk or maybe just blind. So I politely said, yeah, just keep going straight, turn left at the tree. She then asked me if I could get in the car and show her. Now, again, I'm a big bearded guy, and this woman was tiny. She looked very much like a Walmart Ali Wong. There was absolutely no intimidation factor, but for some reason, I instantly felt uneasy. The street was literally right in front of her. She could see the road, I was sure of it. Also, the windows were all tinted far more than what they should have been, and I honestly couldn't tell if someone else might have been in the car with her. I used the smoking as an excuse to not get in the car, but she said she didn't mind, and gave me this very creepy smile. I politely declined, and again pointed out that the road was right there, so I'd just be walking back in five seconds anyway. She asked again if I would get in and show her. This was feeling like a weird kid, creepy ice cream truck situation. I mean, guys, how often do decently good-looking women just drive up and ask you to get in their car at 3 a.m. in a hotel parking lot? How often does anyone ask a big-bearded guy to just hop on in the car under these circumstances? Nothing about this felt right. So again, I politely declined as I finished my smoke and was luckily already standing right at the hotel side door when all this began, so I just headed back in. The woman then drove off as she rolled up the window, right exactly to the exit she had just asked me to show her. So I told the front desk about this, and they said they'd keep an eye out, but I'm pretty sure that nothing was ever done or came of this. It was just one of those things that really makes me wonder, what the hell did she want me in the car so badly for? A pretty man? I am not, so it had to be some kind of scam. 
or worse. I just wonder exactly how much danger I was in that night. I'm a woman in my 30s who lives alone in a small house at the head of a quiet cul-de-sac in the UK. The street is a maze of roads away from the main road, which means that other than delivery guys and the occasional salesperson, you very rarely see anyone that you don't recognize. I don't exactly know all of my neighbors, but I know what they look like, and I know where they live. I can recognize their cars, things like that. This weirdness happened over the space of a few months several years back. I work from home so I'm usually in, and sometimes I don't have a lot to do. The first day was one of those lazy days. It was about 4pm. Someone knocked on the door. I have a surveillance camera hidden in the wooden canopy above the front door, so I checked to see who it was because I wasn't expecting any deliveries, and I couldn't be bothered to deal with a salesperson right then. It was a woman who looked to be in her late 40s, maybe early 50s. She was very smartly dressed, like really expensive clothes and jewelry, stuff I could never afford. Most people around here generally couldn't afford it either, so it stood out. She looked flustered and borderline agitated, glancing towards the back garden before trying to look through the tiny, frosted glass window on the front door. I noticed she was carrying a dog's leash, but I didn't see a dog. As it happens, at the far side of my back garden, there are two hedges. There's a hedge that I own within my property boundaries, and there's a second hedge outside my boundary that's council-owned, along a small grassland where people walk dogs. I know for a fact there is a hole in the council-owned hedge, which I've reported to the council several times over the past decade, but they've done pretty much nothing but load up a little bit of sod around the roots. Because of my hedge, I can't reach it to do anything about it myself. Consequently, when I saw the dog's leash, I thought shit. I bet her dog has gone through the hole. If it's a big dog, it's not getting into my garden, but if it's a small dog, it might be able to work its way through, and I've always got some cooked meat, so I figured I might be able to lure it out. I'm a dog lover, so of course I wanted to help this woman if I could. I open the door, and this woman gives me the weirdest look like she was expecting someone completely different to answer the door, and that I shouldn't be there. To be fair to her, my mom used to live here too, so I didn't think much of the weird look to begin with. Maybe she was expecting my mom to open up. I say hello, and she just stares at me for the longest 30 seconds of my life, before she tries to look past me and asks to see Margaret. I don't know what it is about other people's mistakes, but whenever someone has the wrong number, I always end up apologizing, as if it's some fault of my own. So that's what I did. I apologized and told her there was no Margaret at this address. But again, she gives me that look. Only this time, there's anger building behind it. Uh, yes there is, she insists. It occurs to me at this point that I have a relative called Margaret, but she lives about 60 miles away and I haven't seen her in years. Nonetheless, just in case she's got her addresses muddled, I ask, are you looking for Margaret? And say her last name. But she just hisses at me. You know exactly who I'm looking for. What have you done with her? Now I'm absolutely lost at this point. I've lived here for 20 years, and I know the name of the previous owner, so I know she's not asking for them. I also know the names of my neighbors, 
and the names of the people who have lived on the street in the time that I've been around and since moved, and none of them were named Margaret. So all I can do is tell her she's got the wrong address. She refutes this by saying, no, this is, then listing my address, and saying that I'm lying. Now that was a tad alarming. She's at the right address. However, she clearly thinks I've done something to somebody who to the best of my knowledge has never lived here. Now, I don't know how long the previous owner had this house, but we must be talking about at least 30 years since anyone called Margaret might have lived here. It's at this point that I notice she subtly wrapped the dog leash around her now clenched fist, like she's planning to use it as a weapon. In my youth, I did plenty of self-defense training, so I'm not exactly scared of her, but I'm obviously getting a bit concerned about the situation that's brewing. I don't particularly wish to get involved in a brawl on my doorstep with a complete stranger. I'm torn between shutting the door in her face and trying to de-escalate the situation. In the end, I close the door a little so she's got less to aim at and tell her, look, I don't know who you're looking for, but if you think something's happened to your friend, maybe we should just call the police and let them sort it out. Sure enough, the woman slams her fist with the leash wrapped around it into my door. I later discovered she'd struck the door hard enough to crack the frosted glass window in the middle. She's bleeding from doing it, so it must have hurt. But she doesn't flinch or show any sign of pain. What the hell? Any confidence I had in my self-defense classes started to waver here because I'm not used to people who don't feel pain. All I can think now is that she's on something and having a really bad trip. So this is when I put on my scariest voice and tell her to get the fuck back. I let her know I'm calling the police and if she's still here when they get here, she can deal with them because I'm not dealing with her anymore. She tries to stop me from closing the door, but I shove her back and manage to get it closed and locked. I make a point to stand next to the door while I'm calling 999 so she can hear me. While I'm waiting for the police to turn up, I watch her on the surveillance feed. She moves out of the shot a couple of times, presumably to check the back of the house, and I hear her calling out for Margaret. A few minutes before the police finally turn up, I see her kick over my trash bins in a rage. But that's when the most chilling thing happens. She walks back to the front door and stares directly into my camera. That camera is pretty well hidden. I'm not saying that nobody could spot it, but most people would only know it was there if they'd been looking for it. And most people aren't looking for cameras, right? But she knew it was there. She must have eyeballed it previously. When? I don't know. I later reviewed all of the footage I had from that day, and she never made eye contact with it once. She never even looked in that direction. I only had about a week's worth of footage before the oldest footage is overwritten, and I checked everything, and she was only on camera that one day. All I can think is she'd been here more than a week prior. While she's staring right into it, she flips me the finger and then makes a throat-cutting gesture before just strolling off. I head to the window to watch her leave, and she's walking like she doesn't have a care in this world. She doesn't look back, just wanders off. Police finally show up. Good job I wasn't being murdered. They take a statement, I give them a copy of their surveillance footage, and that's that. I called a couple of times to follow up, but they had nothing. Nobody ever called me about it. I won't lie, this unsettled me for a few weeks. I moved the knife block closer to the door, 
though out of sight of any of the windows. I started staying up really late and not getting much sleep, which didn't really help the situation. On some nights, I was so tired that I started experiencing auditory hallucinations. I'd hear people who weren't there talking, and because this woman was the cause of all my stress, I heard her voice and the name Margaret most of all. Every time I heard the gate open, it put me on edge. I'd review the surveillance footage every single day. Eventually, as the weeks passed and I hadn't heard anything else, I started to regain some of my comfort and just put it down to a weird experience. But it didn't last. About four, maybe five weeks after the first encounter, she came back. It was just after midnight this time. I was in the living room, mucking about on my phone with the TV on low volume for some background noise. I heard a car door slam, and I peeked out the front window. A dark-colored car was parked at the end of my driveway. I couldn't see what make or model it was, but it looked like some sort of a state car. I think Americans call them station wagons, right? I didn't see anyone moving about, but a minute or two later, the front gate swung open with its metallic groaning, and there was a knock on the door. Even when I'm not involved in a blood feud over imaginary Margaret's, I'm not going to answer the door at that time. I checked the surveillance camera. Its night vision mode is pretty shitty, but I'm positive it's that woman again. I can even see what I think is the dog's leash again. And of course, she knows I'm watching her because she looks right at the camera again. And I tell you, when someone is already giving you the heebie-jeebies, the way night vision makes people's eyes look like soulless black voids doesn't do much to make you feel better. Suddenly, she shouts out, Shut that f***ing racket off and come out here now. I had the TV on, but as I mentioned, it was on low volume. There was no way she could hear it from outside the front door. I couldn't even hear it if I walked into the hallway. I'm convinced at this point she's mentally unwell, so I call the police again. I want them to stay on the line, but they just tell me that someone will be over soon, and to call them back immediately if things escalate. So I'm waiting watching, and just hoping she doesn't start to try to smash the window or something. She kicks over my trash bins again, don't know what she's got against them, and yells something else out which I couldn't quite make out, but whatever it was, it was enough for one of the neighbors to come and investigate themselves. I watch the neighbor talking with her for a minute. She's demonstratively saying something, wagging her finger towards my front door, but my neighbor is eventually able to get her to leave. He even sticks around for a bit to make sure she's gone. Sadly, that also means she had left before the police turned up again and made me feel like I was a bother to them. Another statement, handing over more security footage, more nothing. I caught up with a neighbor the next day and he apologized because it didn't occur to him to make a note of the registration plate, but he told me that she'd said much the same thing as she'd said to me previously, that she wanted to know where Margaret was and what I'd done with her. I'm grasping for answers at this point, even if she's mentally unwell. The fact that she's sticking to this Margaret story and has the right address makes me think there's something more to this than somebody having a breakdown. Then it clicks. Is Margaret her dog? Does she think that I've stolen her pet? Did she have a dog go through the hole in the back? Does she think that I've hurt her dog? Is that what this is all about? It'd be another few weeks before she came back. This time... 3 a.m. I'm awakened by knocking at the door. A few minutes later, I hear tapping on the bedroom window. 
and I know it's her. I can hear her saying things, but I can't really make them out because they're too muffled through the windows. It's like she didn't want to get the neighbor out again, so she's trying to keep it quiet. I jump out of bed and put some clothes on as quickly as I can. I try and follow her as best as I can as she moves around the outside of the house, from room to room, knocking, tapping, and muttering. I think I hear a few coherent words like noise, racket, and I'm pretty sure she called me a bitch, but maybe I was imagining that part. I can't check the surveillance footage this time because she spray painted the damn lens. Not that it'd matter much this time. She's not lingering by the front door. I'm thinking about calling the police again, but it's proven to be a waste the first two times. And I get the feeling that if I called them out a third time and she's gone, that they're just going to start accusing me of wasting their time, even if I do have the evidence. They've not exactly been that helpful so far. In the end, I wait by the front door and just listen. Eventually, she knocks again. And this is when I call out, Is Margaret your dog? Dead silence. Nothing. I can't see anything through the frosted glass because it's too dark. I have no idea where she is, and I don't want to turn the outside lights on. I don't even know why. She knows I'm in the house because I've called out to her, but I still don't want to draw any more attention to myself. I end up standing there for who knows how long. Maybe an hour, probably more because the sun began coming up. My heart is going a mile a minute, pretty much the entire time. Once it's bright enough, I start checking through the windows to see if I can see her. Nope, nothing. I tentatively open the front door and look outside. Still can't see her. I grab something to arm myself with, just in case. Can't remember what now, but check all around my house, including the back garden, and she's nowhere to be seen. As I'm heading back to the front door, I spot the oddest thing. The gate is closed. The gate is physically attached to the side of my house, and when it opens and closes, it makes a fair bit of noise. You'd definitely hear it if someone opened or closed it when you were standing next to the front door. But like I said, it's closed. So what does that mean? Did she jump it somehow? It's possible, I guess, but I wouldn't want to try it. Anyway, I open the gate and head out to the end of the driveway. I look around and there's not a sign of anyone. I turn back to the house and see the word liar spray painted in big, bold print on the front of my house and that dog leash that she was carrying left on the floor beneath it. That was thankfully the last time I ever heard from or saw this woman, but part of me still thinks that she comes by sometimes. Ever since this all happened, I get these creeped out feelings occasionally at night and it compels me to check out the window. I don't know whether I'm imagining it or what, but now and again, I swear I see that same dark-colored estate car out on the street. Not parked at the end of my driveway these days, but I just can't shake the feeling that she's in there, just watching my house. Perhaps she was looking for her dog, and she keeps thinking that she'll see me with it. I don't know. I don't want to know. But lady, leave me alone. I was about 12 when this happened. Me and my mom had gone to a town 45 minutes out to do some shopping with some of her friends. I had a corn snake at home at the time, 
so I asked her if I could walk around to the pet store one door down from the mini supermarket we were at to compare the prices of frozen mice with our local seller. She said sure, and just to come back as soon as I was done. The pet store had been there as long as I could remember. It had a very warehouse sort of feel about it, and it was poorly lit by dim fluorescent lights that were too far above the floor. Before checking out the mice, I just wanted to check out the rest of the store, being the curious 12-year-old that I was. As I was roaming the aisles, I noticed this man. He was in every aisle that I strolled down. Bald, middle-aged, a bit tubby, wearing dark blue plumber's overalls and a dirty white shirt. It was summer and it was hot, and I remember wondering why on earth anyone would come into a non-air-conditioned building wearing overalls. This man carried a basket, but there was nothing in it. And as he slowly stalked me down each aisle, I noticed that his basket wasn't getting any more full. This is when I knew that something was up. I started walking faster, taking random turns down different aisles to see if I was just being paranoid. But there he was, always about 10 to 15 feet behind me. At some point, I thought I finally had lost him. That's when I power walked out of the pet store and as soon as I cleared the doors, I sprinted down the street back to the supermarket my mom was in. She hadn't even made it down the second aisle completely, but I caught up to her and immediately stripped off my bright pink hoodie and slung it into the cart, as well as ripped the hair tie out of my hair. I was smart for doing that, at least I felt so, because when I looked back at the entrance of the supermarket, there was that same man, still carrying that same empty basket from the pet store, now scanning the grocery store for any sight of a 12-year-old girl in a bright pink hoodie and ponytail. When we left, I saw that man in his van as he drove away. A plain white van, like something out of a true crime documentary or horror film. I think about him sometimes, and how I think that if he caught up to me before I got to that supermarket on that quiet Wednesday afternoon, what horrors could have awaited me in the back of that creepy plain van? Guy in the overalls who followed me out of the pet store without even putting down his basket. Even after 10 years, I'm glad to never meet again.